We are Wrestling Elitist. I'm your co-host, Mr. Chris Scott Moore, joined as always to my digital left, the man who is more GCW even than Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> the man who, well, quite frankly, may indeed prefer a blade job to a blow job, Mr. Sean Nash. How's it going, buddy? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely seeming like that this week. And speaking of curious sexual interest, uh, Alex Gibson is not going to be joining us tonight. Ooh. He is uh, under investigation. His name was listed 27 times on Jeffrey Epstein's flight log. He will be tied up uh, or he may be seeing Dimitri <laughs> uh, Martin. I don't know for sure. But, either one's true. Yeah, either one. I think the first one's most likely true. Uh, before we go into the format, Sean, let's go over some quick housekeeping. Yep. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, again, thank you so much for spending time with us. Please subscribe via Apple, via iTunes, via Napster, via uh, Spotify. Spotify, LimeWire, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And then please make sure to visit our website itself, the main hub, WrestlingElitist.com, for all of our match reviews and articles. If you follow us on social media, please do via uh, the Twitter, via the the subscribe on your uh, podcast as well. And you'll get to see all of our content as it drops. Please subscribe, though, because it will help us gain followers and gain viewers and Spread gain it. readers. And if you also follow us on Twitter, you'll see our link tree where we have some uh, exclusive merch and some other uh, knickknacks there as well. So uh, before we go into today's episode, Sean, what's the format for anyone who is a new listener? We're always going to talk about the news of the week, our favorite match moment, and the least favorite cringe of the week. Uh, also, with what we're looking forward to to kind of let you watch, let you guys go on the weekend, and a couple other to- other topics. Yeah, so we got a lot of shit going on. It's been a jam pan- jam packed couple of days. Uh, Sean, what was your news of the week? Uh, as per usual, we're about like a week and a half out. Tony Khan's finally starting to set the double or nothing card. So <laughs> we got we got a couple match announcements over uh, Dynamite uh, ladder match for the TNT title. Wardlow and Christian. Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter for the women's title, Anarchy in the Arena set for the Elite, which we'll talk about more, and uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Did anything else get said? Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus uh, FTR, and a 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the International Continental title. So a lot going on. Um, We'll talk about more later in the the other segments, but finally getting some matches to kind of figure out if we really are anticipating the, the show or not. Yeah. I was joking to you guys. It's like, I'm at like an ROH level interest in the pay-per-view. I think if you put it on a scale of one to 10, one being dismembered to remember and uh, <laughs> full gear 2021, I'm probably at like a, maybe like a five, but I know it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Like the match, the storylines haven't been killer, but I know like the show's going to be quite good. And I'm assuming they're going to have Jericho and, Adam Cole Adam added. Cole. Yeah. Um, there's no like feud that's not for a title other than the Anarchy in the Arena. So there's got to be yeah. some other kind of. Jay White. Jay White. Starts to probably have a rematch and maybe even Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah. So, so you really felt that card. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's nice to see it come. I mean, you might as well. I mean, it's only two weeks away. You might yeah, as well. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, nice to know what we're going to do over the weekend of yeah. Memorial Day. I have four pillars. Uh, program eight selling itself, mm. man. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. We will. Uh, for me and my news this week, so the big announcement uh, that came from uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery 
fucking what is that press show up fronts uh, up fronts yeah. yeah up fronts where they announce new shows and what's happening uh collision is coming so collision is ticket. going to be yeah it's going to be on saturdays at eight o'clock which means i will not be watching during college football season no um but it is going to be the new show that's on TNT. It's supposed to be sort of a uh, companion show. It's going to be the SmackDown to the Raw or a better version of Thunder to the Nitro. Uh, it's not just supposed to be a B show. It's supposed to be a 1A show. So hopefully that is the case. Um, AEW's roster is big enough Yeah. that I hope definitely. that when ratings aren't stellar, they don't turn it into rampage that's my only concern for the show um i think they need it i think they have so many guys and girls in the roster that need more time and meaningful time um that it would be great for the promotion to have this i think it's going to be awesome however i just man i don't know um saturdays on during football season like that's a i mean it's not football season is a year round but still like no. you have college and then you'll have nfl that will play football games as well and it's the just gonna be a hard game yeah yeah it's gonna be hard to go against that it, it made me think of the um oh there's a good story on the boogie nights dvd like paul thomas anderson's mm-hmm. talking about when they were going to put out boogie nights and the head of the studio was like well we have to have counter programming for jurassic park too and he's like, there's no fucking counter-programming for Jurassic Park to ever wants to see that. Oh, and I yeah. kind of think the same way about college football. Like, it's like, I don't know who's going to not want to see that. And especially with the Big Ten coming to NBC and prime time, we got that big Ohio State-Michigan State game that my fan base is excited about. Hmm. I don't know about Michigan State, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then you never know. We might have some Michigan Panther shit we got to watch in prime time. That's true. Now. Yeah. Is this going to be something that's going to perpetually get bumped for the the next big uh, sports event that's always just going to take over its place? It's yeah, like you that said, could happen. Yeah, like you said, hopefully it doesn't see that kind of dip like Rampage or even there's times where SmackDown's taken it where it's just mm-hmm. gone to the shitter because no one's watching. Yeah, and uh, the the roster definitely can can keep it up. I mean, we saw Andrade is kind of scheduled to be on collision i mean he's going to be a part of the the misfit toys there so it'd be cool i'm i'll be happy to see a lot of people that we probably don't get to see as much as we should have yeah throughout this whole entire time just so that'd be cool yeah i just don't know how it's going to work rating wise but um you know, and, and i'm not the first person that said this but i think with the wording in their um press release as they said like hardcore fan base or something along those lines knowing that like they're catering to oh, a yeah. niche and i would think you'd have to be a little bit tolerant if like it's fucking alabama versus you know georgia at night like you're not going to get a good rating like that's just well, that's just not. reality yeah um so i think like they know that going in i would hope so um i don't know television well enough to know like is this a good idea or a bad idea just on the surface i'm like i don't know because it makes me Want to, I want to watch college football more. Yeah. Even though we have wrestling <laughs> podcasts, I still want to watch Ohio State games more. Yeah, that's what DVR is for. But um, maybe yeah. also it makes them like force them in like the fall year or months to just really put on the great matches Saturday night and yeah. make the people come because that's the only way you're going to do it. If you put Jay White and Kenny Omega on a Saturday night, I'd probably skip what Oregon versus USC or some bullshit. Oh, it's crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> my days my days are spent on sunday yeah that's when your addiction comes in yeah um but you know you know like you said too like everyone does dvr shit these days and we were all raised by smackdown being 
taped and everyone knowing the results and still watching it anyway. So like it won't be the end of the world, but right. um, it is going to be annoying to have to avoid Twitter when I want to like just see all the shit talking that's going on about college football and have to like totally shut up my mm-hmm. phone for that. Yeah, that's going to be the tough part of seeing spoilers and just what did CM Punk do on Collision today? If he makes it to Collision, my God, if that so. shit show. If so. Yeah, my God. Okay, well, let's go into match of the week. What was your match of the week, Sean Boy? I was struggling. Nothing really on Dynamite uh, tickled my fancy, I guess, to the the full extent. Um, so I today at work, little little slow, little bored. So I threw on Best of the Super Juniors, found a good Speedball Mike Bailey versus uh, Teton match. Good match overall. Kind of nice to see Speedball in a more like New Japan style, I guess a little more hard hitting than normal. Yeah. We'd see probably in his 15 matches during uh, Mania weekend. But yeah. Great little sequence in the start of the match. Uh, he gets thrown out to the outside and he doesn't stick around. He like goes and hides in the crowd. Teton flies over, just kind of lands on his feet. He comes in with like a spinning or like a heel kick out of nowhere. It's just uh, you just see the uh, like the light kind of follow him from the crowd and just hit him right in the face. Just great huh. little different nothing nothing you see really before and he ended up taking the win uh fun little match kind of saw the speed of speedball in there and just not really giving teton the uh the time to do what would help a luchador win a match so really fun two great wrestlers and uh got me a little more interested to start uh catching up on the super juniors because that kind of started a little too fast on me but yeah i catch up yeah, I, I know what's going on right now. I mean, how many nights are they in? Like two, three? Or are they already like? They might be like. Then? They might be like three or four because oh, people okay. are on like like at least two or three matches and like everyone's okay. wrestling every night. It almost seems so. It's yeah. it's going in full force. I am a bit of a fair weather fan with this, where I don't really check in until the end of the. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Kinda. Yeah, like, you can really tell it's going to be Hiromu versus fucking right. Um insert other guy kenamora or ishimori yeah ishimori yeah mm-hmm. but and i think too with like the g1 being so excellent and i just like that style of a tournament i just kind of want to keep it for one time of the year mm-hmm. um so i do sort of skip out uh watching the thing as a whole but i will jump in and check out matches here and there there is almost an over dilution of like tournaments in new japan There's oh the good God. super tag yeah. league g1 bosj uh world tag league uh, the new the new japan cup uh yeah kopw uh and just down, broadly too like whoever wins the g1 they have to defend and it's something of a semi-final and then whoever um is the champion also has to defend mm-hmm. one more time before i mean there's a lot of tournaments in wrestle king in uh, new japan i mean it's not terrible but just maybe that's where tony khan gets his tournament fetish from possibly possibly <laughs> Okay, so a match of the week for me. This one's kind of under the radar, and I tweeted out in our. Um, I heard a little bit about this. But yeah, it's watch. a great match. Like no one had, I hadn't just heard enough noise about it. I thought it was really good and under the radar. But Air Fox went over Anthony Henry, and man, Anthony Henry is like he's fucking like Love Dolph him. Ziggler kind of in a way of like he's so good, <laughs> great worker, and, like Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, you know. 15 years ago that's <laughs> trying to go back in time a little bit yeah no offense yeah. but i understand what you mean um but just a guy who can make everyone look great and he's his offense looks great it looks realistic um he had a great fire and he really put on an awesome match and not that he carried it because air fox knows what the fuck he's doing but they just had a perfect clash it was like watching 
um, a main event from Evolve that yeah, they wanted I mean, to go all out on and try to get signed. Like that that's kind almost of sounds like a match. Like. That almost sounds like a match we saw at Evolve in Livonia. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I think we have seen JD and um, we saw Anthony Henry a couple times on his on his yeah. own. And same with um, JD Drake, but yeah, uh, AR Fox plenty of times. But a lot of like false finishes, a lot of moments in the match where you thought, okay, they're going to let Anthony Henry actually win here. And it mm. makes sense for him to win after this sequence of moves. Um, so very great underrated match. I think a lot of people should check out. There wasn't a standout match, I think, on Dynamite. Every match had a couple of like flaws or things in there from a logic standpoint that sort of took you out of it. But I thought this match was the best that I saw this week. Um, but as I mentioned, I haven't watched any of New Japan, so I'm a little bit behind on what's going on That's okay. uh, on the other side of the world. But yeah, it's okay. It's you only okay. watch so much fucking wrestling, man. Yeah, it's it's gotten to a point where we, we've seen so much live wrestling lately too that it's we need a little a slow point. So it'll be nice yeah. after this Memorial weekend. Yeah, I'm uh, st- I'm not watching any wrestling tomorrow or Saturday <laughs> before we go to the show just because I'm like I I just can't watch anything. A little burnt more. out. That's... Yeah, a little burnt out. I've been burnt out for a couple of weeks now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's one of those things of a selfish fan to complain about, but uh, there's just been a lot going on and a lot going on in my own like personal life, taking care of the kid and shit. So it's like yeah. Yeah, I'm not really. Um, just str- able to do it too, you know? Yeah. The struggles and plights of a, a wrestling podcast here. I know. We just have it so tough. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go into what our moments of the week were. Uh, thankfully, they saved it to the end. Uh, the elite reunited. Hangman's back and good graces. Good to see the little, the end. Loved Kenny kind of passing off the the barbed wire, the Room, just the his perfect weapon handed off to his former tag team partner. Not totally the person I was, I guess, hoping for it. I was really hoping for it to be uh, Abushi. Yeah, but this this makes sense. And the last Anarchy and Arena match was a five on five, so maybe we'll see um, Takeshi join BCC, and then Elite needs one more. Who could that be? But just great to see it. Uh, we all kind of knew it was going this way, and. Uh, both of these groups have just done a great, great job of really selling this match because this is about like the best feud that's heading to double or nothing, not the main event. Yeah. And it just felt like such a huge moment. Um, the fans got really into just booing the shit out of Don Callis, uh, uh, almost yeah. to the point that Kristen Cage had in Detroit. Ooh, that was bad. I still, I need to go back and watch that to see how that actually aired on TV. It doesn't even I, remotely do it justice. Like no. I saw a little bit of it and it's like, I couldn't hear it. A word it sounds that. loud, but live, you could not hear a fucking thing. No. It was all just, it was completely unintelligible. I think he made like a joke about Arn's kid <laughs> or that's what it seemed like. And you're like, Ooh, that was kind of a stiff shot, you know, hmm. but it may have not been that way, but that's how it almost sounded oh. again over just the deafening roar. But um, speaking of Arn Anderson real quick, just total, offshoot did you see him chuck that bag of ice at the wall yes. no. oh what a dainty hand throughout that was oh yeah that was that was funny but please go on about the no the one's gonna Calif get that bag well no one's gonna get the reference but it was like in uh my favorite show of all time strangers with candy hmm. and uh yeah there's an episode where a cult leader throws like this like <laughs> he throws like this like gl- pitcher of water against the wall and he's like when the rapture comes people it'll be this fast someone's gonna <laughs> throw a pitcher against the wall and someone's gonna clean it up who is it 
and they someone does it. <laughs> totally, you have to fucking know that show to get that reference. I was gonna oh. put that in my write up for the article, but I was like, there's probably no one that fits that Venn diagram of strangers with candy fan and mm-hmm. AW fan who's gonna who's gonna read about it on my fucking site. <laughs> That person does not exist. Uh, um, anyways, Don Callis. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Uh, Don Callis had a great heel promo, and a lot of heel heat. Didn't quite explain. No, not really. Why he's aligned with BCC? That was kind of the one, you know, because God forbid, there's, you know, you have to have logic involved in some of these storylines. But uh, whatever, he explained that he's done so much for Kenny, so he uh, fucked him over in retrib- retribution and uh, hurt him, but the response to hangman was great hangman with that leather patch was awesome Ooh. that's just where can you buy that I mean, that's a that's guy an accessory so cool. piece. anytime really? he has his comebacks he looks like oh yeah this should be our guy that we yeah. should all rally behind he we has really these just moments where it's like him to the side when yeah. he had the title come on I, I really hope he gets another run with the belt because he is so the guy. And I know when they first started AEW, that was kind of the plan, supposedly from it, yeah. the MVPs of like, now he's the new guy. He's the guy that's going to carry it. And like, he really should be still. Like, uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe there's just too the, much things yeah. going on with Punk and everyone coming in. But Hangman is. That was a tough time. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy was... time. But Hangman really should get another run. He's fucking great. And this showed it. Uh, Hangman's one of the, I would say, MVPs of pay-per-views, too. Uh, yeah, Kenny Omega probably has put on the best matches in AEW history and just some of the best matches in wrestling history. But Hangman is probably the most reliable in the promotion, I would say, in a big match setting besides maybe Moxley. Maybe yeah. equal to Moxley. It just seems like he, like just like Moxley, he kind of really draws it out of the fans in a much different way than Moxley, but just that, like, the light in the dark... They're almost yin and yin and yang of each other. Just yeah, it's, it's great when he comes out and the crowd really reacts. Okay, cool. Well, let's. Well, that was my um, moment of the week. Let's go into what were our cringes of the week. Uh, like we kind of mentioned, Double or Nothing really hasn't been uh, juicing me up to watch, but uh, definitely not the main event. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be matches like Christian Cage oddly puts on a really good match almost every time he comes in so that'll yeah. be surprising uh jamie hater and tony storm will be a banger uh mm-hmm. anarchy in the arena arena will be fun but the main event just has nothing for me seeing roosh and jungle boy made me more excited for roosh not jungle mm-hmm. boy sammy guevara squashed made d- d- nothing did nothing to me even him talking to the, the hometown crowd i just i don't care probably hurts not having mjf on other than slapping the the mic away but I'd probably go to bed before this main event if if I watch it alone. So just uh, I'm sure it'll be good. I'll be more. That's kind of when we're surprised is when it's not a really anticipated show and it ends up being good. So well, fingers crossed, but not looking forward to the main event. Yeah, I'd be shocked if the pay-per-view didn't over deliver um, because there's not a lot of momentum coming in, I think, in terms of interesting storylines. But I know the matches will be pretty good. But the main event, yeah, it just isn't. It's weird. They're trying to like, like you can get the feeling that they're in a little bit of a not panic mode. That's a little bit highfalutin, but you can tell they're trying to do different things with the Sammy as a baby face. The jungle jungle boy is not so much of an asshole. 
this endless loop of like, I respect you. I respect you. I like you, but we got to team up MJF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blame MJF though. Like typically if a, if a, if a main event doesn't have interest that falls in the champion, I don't blame him. I think it is just the writing and the way that, um, a lot of the pillar stuff is like, well, you're just there. It didn't feel like you've arrived. Yeah. Um, two are really over lifting the other two pillars. So yeah. it also is weird that way. Yeah. And like you said too, watching the Roosh jungle boy match, I wanted to see fucking Roosh in this match. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, he was so incredible in that match. That was so sad that that match got chopped up, like fucked there. around with yeah. that would have been, if that was on the pay-per-view, that would have been like, Oh fuck. That's a huh. four and a half star match that like people just, sleep on and that they rediscover years later that had a show stealer written all over it. And they could have pulled it off if they had more time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the goofy ass finish, but Roosh seems so much more interesting as a character. And the focus was supposed to be on jungle boy, but you watch that match thinking of like, well, I want to just see him in there. Cause this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really looked like the star in that and ready for the championship, ready to kind of hold something that, that means something. So be nice to see it one day, but just not, not Jungle Boy here. No, not, not Sammy Guevara. I could, I'd be happy with Darby Allen, but I just, I know it's not happening. So I'm just really kind of taken out of it. Yeah. Um. And but I'll say it again. Good for Roosh for anytime he gets the opportunity, he fucking scores a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he really, he does. really does. He's like There's one of the guys that. Yeah. It's just it's so unique. Those the way that he does the you know, the whip into the, the, the barricades and shit. Like he does oh, yeah. that in every match for the most part. And you should go like, eh, okay, I've seen it, but it's, you get sucked into it. There's something about the energy and the violence, the momentum of that. Um, that's super a drop underrated kick. performer that those shotgun drop kicks or whatever that he does. Oh, God, just, he really gives everything to everything he sells. So just yeah. the, the hair, the way it flies, everything just really works. I'd love to see if, uh, well, well, now that Andrade is back, like, those guys versus FTR, like, ooh, fuck. Ooh, hell yeah. Hell that's yeah. A, that's a banger right there. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, my cringe of the week. I don't want to get into it too much just because it's so much noise and nonsense, but it's... the CM Punk stuff, is he coming to collision? Is he not? There was so much um, different narratives from dirt sheets and different handles on Twitter of what was going to be announced, the new money deal that didn't come out. Um, there was nothing about uh, CM Punk being on the show, even though it was rumored that he was going to be. Yeah. There's speculation that he was supposed to be on at the last minute. He was taken off it, that he's mad that a steel isn't going to be with him. But now Allowed there's reports on. that a steel actually is um, was rehired. Uh, it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors. If it is going to be him showing up and it's just a wonky way to build interest to the first collision in Chicago. It's just such a weird way to make the company look amateurish. Um, and look like Tony doesn't have control of the product very much. And then he's going on his Instagram and posting photos of, or stories about Brian Alvarez doesn't know shit <laughs> and fuck him. He's got a, he's got a family. Don't talk shit about him. It's, it's so very weird. And so classic CM Punk pettiness levels that. Yeah. Wait and see, but uh, yeah, it's gotten to a point where it's uh, it's it's too cringy. Who knows if that story is true? But the idea that he like was Alvarez gonna really be with Maria? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you can always dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. God. 
I mean, one day MJF might run off with fucking Max Caster, but that's more likely. That's more likely than that. <laughs> uh, uh, that's such a weird story. Like, who knows if that's true or not? But um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know what to think of this guy, and I don't know what his legacy is going to look like. And you, you don't know what the true story is going to be ever because he's not talking. And you wish he would just say like, "Hey, you know what." this part is not true and not shading anyone and just going like, I want to come back. It'll happen one day. I'm still healing or whatever the fuck, just something. Yeah. Be honest uh, upfront and just stop hiding behind this facade of you're uh, like a, a martyr in every situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing to read because he doesn't talk enough and you don't know what the true narrative is in the absence of a narrative. One gets created and he also takes things really personally when something is created uh, in a void, it seems like. And he, he'll always do stuff just so, um, what is it, uh, like subtweeting or so so vaguely reflecting on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so teenager-ish, like beginning of college-ish. Like that, it's just weird for like probably a 40-year-old man. Especially when his big thing was, I work with a bunch of fucking children. Yeah, that can't run a target, but you can't <laughs> keep your fucking self but, sane. Yeah, just, I don't know. Mm. You, you just can, you, no idea what the reality of his run was and what it could have been or whatever was happening. Um, I would have Rocky loved seven. if he came up with Samoa Joe and they had a thing. Oh, that sounds, cool. that sounds cool. Yeah, that was like that the rumor. Um, I thought that's a possible return. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But who knows if that was true? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who fucking knows? Um, you, you know, you just hope he gets deep happy, state media. He gets happiness and clarity, and he at least gets to someone gets to tell the story of what the fuck happened one day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Alrighty, well, let's get into um, what we're anticipating. We are going to GCW on Saturday. Big pay per view feel. Maybe I don't know. But uh, the card, <laughs> the card did fully come out. I'll, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, they post way too much on everything. It's a pretty cool six way uh, all women main event for the the GCW World Championship. I don't know if it's a main event, but I imagine for the world I think title. It is, yeah. Um, East West Express, which is um, I can't remember the other guy, but then uh, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. First, Motor City Machine Guns and Los Mez, Mez, my Spanish is not up to my high school quality. Um, I saw them last time they were in GCW and, and they were crazy and, and really fun. So that'll be cool. Uh, Joey Janela versus Ninja Mac. Mance Warner versus Tommy Vendetta. Tommy Vendetta sounds like a name we've seen before. But Mance Warner's been around GCW plenty of times. Jimmy Lloyd versus Rena Yamashita. Uh, Blake Christian versus Effie. Blake Christian we saw too many times. WrestleMania weekend this year. John Wayne Murdoch versus Crazy King. I think this is going to be a uh, a bring your safety glasses and mask kind of match right there from the sounds <laughs> of it. But uh, it's always fun at Harpo's. No matter what, uh, it'll be interesting. I've never actually sat this close, so this might be a little triggering. And but it's going to where be are we time. sitting? Uh, second row. No shit. Second row. Yeah. Okay. So like those people in the, the match we'll talk about later, that's Stairway to Hell, we're going to be propped up against Sandman, full full blood exposed. 
Oh, nice. Okay. It's, yeah. It'll be definitely bring safety glasses or don't wear contacts that day. Are, Are you serious? Need... Like wear safety glasses? Oh, uh, yeah, I would. I like there might be stuff. Stuff generally kind of flies with those light tubes that. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I just thought you were being facetious and just kind of like making a bad running joke. <laughs> there was one. I think it was the first show. I was um, holding my phone up to like just kind of catch something in a glass or piece of glass or like light tube hit my phone. I was, I was standing like back near some some rafters set up for the, the last match. And I was like, holy fuck. People in the front row were just getting like pounded with shit. And just, there's there's kids there, uh, but uh, they they survive. That's yeah. Uh, they're the future. Okay. It'll be fun, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited. I haven't watched. Um, it's different. Not ECW every match is really like in that. A lot. Not every yeah. match is like that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like an ECW thing back in the day where they do have the hardcore shit, but they also have like regular wrestling. Taz. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see it just because I haven't gone to a GCW show and I haven't gone to a show at Harper or Harper's. Harper's. Harpo's. Harpo's. Excuse me. Harpo's. Legendary. 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 Yeah. You too played. Did they really? Yeah. Like bef- definitely before Joshua Tree. I was going to say, I was like, probably not for the Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a cool little venue and um, some great artwork. There's a disco floor and then okay. there's some hardcore wrestling happening in the pit. Okay. That's awesome. I'm excited for it. Do we get like a good view or is it going to be like front row in the AEW shows where there's just meatheads in front? Um, standing no, no, there's like really no, I mean, maybe they'll be standing just because there might be like action on the floor or around and you, you, it's like one of those get the fuck out of the way kind of situations, but, uh, there's no like, um, railing or anything. So they're just going to, they'll probably be sitting the whole time. I'd imagine. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the saddest thing about going to a show. And if you have the second row, you're like, well, these are shitty seats. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't make oh. any sense. When we went to uh, uh, Dynamite, there was the the crowd kind of like straight down from us yelling at the people in the front row to sit the fuck down. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the, the problems of wrestling fans again. I know. It's fucking mm-hmm. weird. All mm-hmm. right. Well, um, so other things we wanted to talk about and just squeeze in. So yeah. You yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. Uh, hardcore matches. So just to get myself in the mood for this, I was watching some old ECW matches and I sent this match to Sean. It's from House Party 1998 ECW show. I don't know if it's on the cock or not, but I'm it's wondering. Yeah, I don't think so. But it's a stairway to hell match between Sandman and Sabu. And the concept of the match is it's essentially like a ladder match, but you go and get like spools of barbed wire. That's it. Um, yeah. And it's just like. It was, it's such a great clusterfuck that virtually like no, no selling of anything. It was just no. quickly <laughs> drop, drop the elbow, throw them against anything. Uh, just pure, but that's gotta be nineties, uh, ECW. Yeah. That's, uh, just fantastic. The way Sandman was just up against the fans and just taking, taking the heat. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I definitely want to go back and watch some ECW now, especially with the upcoming GCW. It's really got my hardcore blood flowing, I guess. Yeah. They put out, um, Sabu was just a monster. Oh, he was so, he was so great back in the day. I mean, like some of the stuff with him doesn't age as well, or there's things you can nitpick about selling Harder. and so forth. And in this if, match, if he like, fucked up and he was trying yeah. to get the, to get the fans fuck up but he would fuck up a lot too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like it was like a, he did it to be artfully uh 
you know, ahead of his time. Who was the guy who came out with him? I can't remember his Fa- name. Uh, uh, Alfonso. Uh, yeah, Bill Alfonso. His fucking whistle. The that entire the most uh, annoying shit. Yeah. Oh god, he's so much worse even with RVD. Oh my god. Because oh he just god. does like that. That that he like does it with his thumb pointing. Oh. And it never ends. That's where Alex Abrahentes learned all his. Oh yeah, that's where he gimmick. got his good stuff from. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a good match. Go check that out. Like, I don't know if anyone. Uh, There's some loves- cool things to follow on that too. There's yeah. definitely some like more RVD and ECW that I want to check out. Yeah. There's a good like tape when, so when ECW um, got a little bit bigger and I think this may have been like right around the time they were going out of business, but they put out these like VHS compilations of some of their like best matches of all time. Ooh. And that's how I found the tape. I think it was called like path of destruction or something. And it was like uh, this and um, a three way between super crazy and Tajiri and um, little Guido, I think was on that match or something, but I don't know. Just a bunch of <laughs> great characters. W um, has a lot of gets a negative connotation sometimes much like GCW, but there was some really good stuff in there. And this match is a great glorious clusterfuck. So hmm. check it out. It's a good retro match to see. Yeah. Uh, other topics. Okay. We kind of talked on a little bit of Andrade coming back. Um, there's also Miro coming back. There's Thunder Rosa, even though they both weren't on the show, which was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. No, no continuation on that, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> of course. Because, because why? Um, <laughs> we need those two more hours. Yeah. So uh, those two are coming back. So we'll be exciting to see him. Um, other things we wanted to talk about. We talked a little bit about the Roosh and Jungle Boy match. We didn't talk about the Jericho and uh roderick strong match it was a lot of fun it wasn't like a four-star match but it was a lot of fun what was the thing that roddy threw in chris jericho's face and then ate a little bit ice cream it was like like, like mr freeze ice okay they can't call him mr softy or something i was like mr softy maybe it was like soft serve or something maybe okay i was i was expecting like a uh a slurpee or some kind of thing when it was called that but uh that was great. I loved loved it ending. Loved finally that you've complained about it too many times where the the faces friends are just nowhere to be found. But yeah, for once they're smart enough to uh, kind of run with the, the gimmick of the match. Yeah, um, I love too. Like, and this is one of my like weird fan pet peeve or uh, things I love is when it's like a falls kind of anywhere match and they're in like the like in the stands kind of or like the backstage area where like the concession stands are. And a fan knows he's going to be on camera for all of a millisecond. He just, yeah, he has to fucking goof, uh, just fucking wave his hand like that and get his moment in. Like it's yeah. the kiss cam at a ball game or something. Uh, like they never, just get so hyped up. Never forget the guy who pretended to give uh, Roman Reigns a fucking blowjob. Just great. Undefeated. Got to make, got to make good use of that time, you know? Yeah. Oh. It's, oh, that's your that's moment. Right. You you gotta know when to capture it. Then there was another good moment too, where like the security guard was like kept pushing someone back, and it was the cameraman. And they were just like yelling at each other. <laughs> oh gosh, so great! I love that shit. It was a it was a good match though. It, like it brought it me fun. back to that table spot um, was nice and on on that. Oh um, yeah, uh, that was great. Um, it brought me back to some WCW Falls Count Anywhere matches that they would have with like Kevin Sullivan and hmm. Benoit. Um, but they did who, have a lot of like good, yeah, some guy. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a cool old school ECW WCW style 
I don't know, 90s brawl. I fucking loved it. A lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. And just great to see Roddy on his own doing a match like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to end this on a dour note. Um, So superstar Billy Graham had passed away uh, at the very end of, I think, Dynamite. I think by the time. I think it was during that match. Yeah, it was during that match they announced it. Just randomly. That was kind of. And almost in bad taste just to like yeah just save it for another segment or just yeah. say like hey you know before you go to break just we learned in the last minute, few minutes then yeah <laughs> but yeah, um, sadly any thoughts on that i mean i know he was a little bit not to sound condescending but just age-wise he was before your time way before my time and like i i could remember just seeing him kind of come out or being like on the the commercial or the the advertisement of what WWE did during WrestleMania weekend, he'd be around or something. Never knew his face, but looked like a, he clearly looked like a wrestler. Then, I mean, now yeah. go back and look at photos of him when he was wrestling and you could clearly see where people kind of got their looks from based on him. He was the, that quintessential big fucking dude with the blonde hair and just tanned as hell. Um, don't really know a whole lot of his work, but uh, definitely sad to see someone to pass like that. Yeah, just kind of a tragic story. I mean, it sounded just, bad at the end. Yeah, like what like, was going on with family, possibly organ organ issues for I don't know twenty years plus of like having hepatitis and organ issues, um, and I think a natural bitterness that would come if like you were way ahead of your time, and then everyone. Not everyone, but like Hogan gimmick. and Clearly. Jesse Ventura and Scott Steiner and so many guys took your gimmick and they got rich and you don't have a fucking liver. Yeah. I, you know, I can see how someone could be kind of uh, uh, have a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit grumpy uh, in that <laughs> scenario. But um, if it wasn't for him, yeah, there wouldn't be a Hulk Hogan, but there really wouldn't be a Hollywood Hogan. That was like his no. act totally was superstar. Huh. Um, and there certainly wouldn't have been a governor in Minnesota if it wasn't for him <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> it's always a great impersonation you got there. Yeah. It's just so funny that like to think of that trajectory, like if there wasn't him, Jesse Ventura wouldn't have become the fucking governor in 1998. So How crazy. history works. Butterfly effect. One thing yeah. that has changed the future. Very odd, but very ahead of his time. Uh, someone who should have gotten the belt for a longer period of time and not dropped at the back. And that was such a weird, um, weird move by the old man, Vince senior of not knowing to just go with a hot hand and not see the, just the talent yeah. for the, the money it could draw. Yeah. Yeah. And just so weird how the business was back then of like, everyone had this agreement that regardless of how well things were doing, they weren't going to go against the plan. And that's how, um, he dropped the title of Backlund, and that put him into a weird downward spiral. It's just an odd, sad story, and he never really recovered from that psychologically, even hmm. by his own volition. So sad story, but it seems like on the things that I was looking at on social media that a lot of people are remembering him for his awesome promos and his character and his presence and aura and shit like that. So if there's some positive that comes out of just a kind of a torturous ending, uh, he did innovate and create so many opportunities for other people and um, created a template for what sports entertainment would be. So yeah, crazy to have um, crazy to know that superstar Billy Graham is gone, but um, in a sad, in a sad way, it's almost like, well, it's sort of nice that he's not suffering anymore. Yeah. That's always the sentiment when it's kind of come down to this. 
All righty. Well, we will be back next week. Alex will be out of uh, FBI interrogations and be able to join us. And we're going to talk about the uh, GCW show and then we'll have a full on double or nothing preview as you get a better idea of what the card's going to look like. So we have a lot to talk about next week. If you want to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Elitist Podcast. Follow us on Instagram as well with the same handle. Uh, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you have a questions for us or anything that you wanted to have on the show or even on the website, you can uh, send an email to us. Our contact information is up on the contact section of WrestlingElitist.com. And of course, WrestlingElitist.com is where you will go to know how to rate matches properly and what star ratings they truly deserve because it's not subjective. It's fucking objective. (laughs) (laughs) Our way or the highway. Yeah, it's our way or the highway. Everything's five stars. Um, All right, cool. So Rick Rude, send us home. Hit the music!